Hello and welcome back to the Hopeful Influence podcast. This is episode three. It's nice to be with you. And my name is Matt and with me is Jude and Tarea. Nice to Hello. see you guys. Hello. You doing all right? Doing well. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. doing well. Good stuff. Good stuff. So here we are, part three, uh, where we've been is we've been looking at a bit of an intro, uh, a bit of intro to Hopeful Influence, a bit of a, what are the problems with leadership what are the things that uh, maybe turn us off from leadership or we find they're problematic when we are um, dealing with it and then we looked uh, our last episode at why think theologically about leadership and doing some of that hard graft and that legwork that we need to do sometimes or all the time really to make sure we're aligned the right way and with Jesus. Uh, and session three, we're, we're looking at what is this hopeful influence? What does it look like? What kind of patterns does it involve? You know, what getting into a bit more of the detail of what it may look like. So we've talked about the problems, we've talked about the working hard, and now hopefully we're looking a little bit about what it looks like. So I wonder if we have any thoughts from the last couple of weeks, anything that's kind of floating around our brains that we've been thinking about really as we've uh, gone from that point onwards. Mm, who's going first? Very, very <laughs> open-ended question. Very open-ended. Do you don't nominate you? <laughs> Great. The, uh, well, I think, the, um, uh, I think we all recognised, didn't we, in those, those first couple of sessions, just um, how problematic... Uh, the, the the leadership term is. I think that's something we'll return to a little bit uh, in this in this session. The um, uh, you know for various reasons, whether we've been burnt by bad leadership, whether we've just seen abuses of power, whether we we we, we receive have received leadership in a, in a sort of in a very worldly fashion, and you know corporate stuff, managerialism, you know heavy structures, whatever that is. Um, uh, there's also yeah there are a lot of negative reactions uh, to the word and so we're trying to reclaim that and and as we um, we're trying to reclaim it in in a in a properly Christian sense uh, and so that's why we're sort of thinking theologically what is God doing in and through our leadership um, and and I think last time we kind of had this talks a bit about Leslie Newbegin and his vision his way of articulating the life of the church the church as a as a sign and instrument and a foretaste. Uh, of the coming kingdom of God and uh, as we sort of uh, connected that in a bit with our, our thoughts around leadership it was sort of you know if leadership is about helping other people move forward into a different kind of future if Christian leadership is about helping other people move into if forward into a God-shaped future then perhaps we can say that that, that um, uh, if leadership is also influence uh, then Christian leadership or hopeful influence uh, is about helping other people uh, see that God-shaped future, helping other people participate in making that God-shaped future a reality uh, and helping people experience something of that God-shaped future as they travel uh, forward. Um, And so yeah, so we're into sort of thinking about well what does that look like, how does that um, play out for us, how does that help us uh, you know sort of grapple with the term T, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of we obviously been chatting a bit. Um, you know, how has that sort of been helpful? What sort of things you know resonate for you when you think about your own, you know, experiences of leadership, or yeah, what, what, what's what's helpful there? Mm. Um, I think largely, I'm quite excited at the idea of redeeming leadership, redeeming the term, because 
I've seen that in, in contexts where leadership is, is done really well, that it can help other people flourish so much. Um, so I think just over the past few episodes, I've just been getting really geared up and really, really excited for, yeah, yeah, leaders grappling, like, what does this, uh, yeah, hopeful influence look like? And, and that kind of spilling over into different contexts and, and yeah, just, just like the potential that that has helping others to move into a God-shaped future. Um, and yeah, just, just from what I've said in other episodes, that that's really impacted me, just seeing the impact of great leaders who have helped me kind of move towards that God-shaped future. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm mainly just really buzzed really to, to think more about that. And, Brilliant, yeah. so good. That's what we want, isn't it? People buzzed. Yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> Well, what we're going to do this week is we're, uh, we're going to talk about it like we have done the last three episodes, but we're also going to hear from some other people, uh, hear their thoughts on leadership, on hopeful influence. And so this week we have an extract uh, from the book launch uh, that you did last two years ago, aren't you? Nearly two years. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> from Michael Layden. Uh, and Michael Layden is the Dean of Emmanuel theological college and he is enthusiastic about theologically rich and practical robust formation that equips christian discipleship for mission-shaped life today that's good that's good that's so good i didn't write that myself i, I didn't quote that, that back to him <laughs> so we're going to listen uh we're all going to listen along and then we're going to have some reflection and thoughts from what michael says to us great so we're thinking about uh, hopeful influence and delighted to have uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Layden, uh, Director of St. Melitis College and Northwest. Michael, great to see you. Cheers, dude. Good to see you too. Good to be here. Stuff. Great, great. Michael, you wrote a comment section in the book and that's hugely appreciated. Um, yeah. And you were very helpful in sort of forming and, and um, sharpening some of the material that went into the book. So uh, big, uh, big thumbs up and thank you uh, for that. Um, Michael, would love to know, why don't you tell us a bit about your role perhaps and a bit about what sort of leadership and influence uh, looks like for you in your ministry? Yeah, okay. So um, I'm, as you said, director of St. Melitus in the Northwest and uh, St. Melitus College is a national college that trains uh, ordained people for the Church of England in particular, but um, offers courses for people from a range of backgrounds who are going into a range of different kinds of ministries. And um, uh, there are five centres down in London and Chelmsford, uh, in Plymouth, in uh, the East Midlands and in the Northwest. And uh, I've been on the team in the Northwest for about seven or eight years now, and I've been the director for the last two. Uh, and before that, I was a church leader down in Crewe, and before that, up in Lancashire, near St Helens. Um, so the question of what, what is hopeful influence, what does it look like for me? I think... Um, it's the essence of leadership, actually, that hope is about vision. It's about a vision for God's kingdom. Hope isn't a kind of sense of wishful thinking. It's got, it's got texture. It's got shape. It's Jesus-shaped. Um, it's kingdom-shaped. It feels like kingdom. It's resurrection-shaped, that our hope is, is rooted in this event that happened 2,000 years ago, but that changes everything, even now. And I think um, hopeful influence is, is, is the sense in which leaders... Um, they, they lead out of that vision, that they're led by that vision, that they are shaped by that vision of God's kingdom, and that influences the texture, the way in which they lead. It's to, it's to help others to see, help others to inhabit that vision as well. 
And I think my job as someone who trains leaders for the church is, is to give them the tools to be able to see God's vision for the world through scripture, um, through the history of the church, through, uh, uh, through the, the leading of the spirit, through prophecy, um, but giving people the skills also to enable um, whole communities to see. Um, not just church communities actually but whole wider communities parishes or networks whatever you're part of to help them to see God's vision for for us as individuals and God's vision for the world and more importantly to help us step towards that vision because you could just see it and keep it at a distance and we want to step towards it and inhabit it fully so I, I really like this hopeful influ influence this is my copy of, of the book on my second time through it i've really enjoyed it because it's 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 chiming for me with that sense of, of 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 a bigger picture a bigger vision that isn't our vision it's not the leader's vision i haven't come up with it it's god's vision and we want to we want to inhabit that and step towards that so that's what i really like about it there's lots of other things too but i, I really like that michael thank you thank you so much and yeah to say it again you you're a part obviously of shaping some of that so thank you the um um as you as you sort of reflect on the leadership conversation i mean there's you know um people come to leadership with different perspectives different experiences sometimes it can be a bit of a heavy oppressive word for all sorts of reasons many of them right and appropriate i mean are there particular things you'd say about how this this sort of motif of hopeful influence yeah. sort of helps the leadership conversation and helps us sort of yeah. get past perhaps some of the some of the broken forms of, of leadership? That, that's really helpful um, as a question because I think um, leadership does make some people nervous in the church particularly. And I don't think it's the idea of leadership that's made us nervous in the past because um, I'm one of those people that's sometimes nervous and anxious when I hear the word. And it's because of, of the kind of the sources that we go to. You know, are we, are we instantly reaching out for business or management uh, manuals that are going to tell us how to lead well um, and the church isn't a business um, when it shouldn't be and it's not a it's not a, a, a kind of um, a corporation with a CEO it, it's something else it's a community um, it's it's a family it's all sorts of other things where leadership is necessary and so I think for a long time people have been uncomfortable with with this question of where do we how are we resourcing our understanding of, of leadership where do we get our ideas from and I think what's wonderful about this book and, uh, and what I've really enjoyed about the conversations we've had over the years is the way in which you're, you're reaching for, for deeply theological resources to help you shape your understanding of leadership. And, and your, your conversation partners are theologians and they're theologians who care about the church. So they're not just sort of high-minded in their ivory towers, writing long books in German. Um, although some of them are and you see so somebody like Jürgen Moltmann really important um, dialogue partner for you in here on hope um, you're able to to translate some of that theology and say here's the difference it's going to make to the way that we lead here's our vision for leadership when it's not about corporate management or performance um, or you know um, um, any of those sort of corporate ideas that sometimes make us nervous it's about kingdom it's about eschatology a big theological word meaning what god's finally going to do in the end what his big picture plan is going to be when when it comes to fruition and i love that i love that sense of leadership is 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 recognizing that we're all moving in that direction we're all of us we're all moving towards god's culmination for the world and christian leaders are those who are kind of saying i want to line up with that i want to get on board with that not when it comes but now as it is coming 
I want to be part of bringing it about, God's vision for our world, God's kingdom breaking in. I want to be part of it. And then inspiring that in other people. That's what I love. You know, a pastor, a leader inspires other people to have that vision for the kingdom and say, we want to, we want to live in that now. We want to see that come now, which is really, it's what the Lord's prayer is, isn't it? Your kingdom come, your will be done. It doesn't mean your kingdom come in a few millennia. It means now, I think, you know, right now. So there's something, I think, that's reassuring about a theological account of leadership that gives us confidence in leadership. And you know, you know this, lots of times um, uh, of late, we've espoused the importance of leadership and reports have been written on this. The Church of England's reports um, a few years ago um, really heavily um, emphasised leadership as being a key um, factor in church growth and in church multiplication good leadership strong leadership visionary leadership empowering leadership and so lots of us said great we know we need leadership so where do we go to resource that and it's taken a while for us to produce theologically rich resources because the theology does matter i think it's the theology theology is about who we are it's the language the church speaks amazing it was so good to hear from michael there and that there's so much rich, good stuff in that content, even from the little that we've heard. There. I wonder if we just go around and just speak about some things that really stood out for us and things for us to chat through, reflect through. Etty, what, what was it that really stood out for you? Yeah, I think um, what resonated with me most strongly was how he was talking about the church not being a business or corporation, that actually it's a community and family and so we really need to think about how we resource our ideas of leadership in that context. Um, and yeah, I guess if you <laughs> went into Waterstones, you'd see so many books on leadership in, in the kind of corporate setting written for that. But actually, what do Christian leaders need? How do we resource our, our leadership well? Um, and I also really loved what he was saying about how um, good and strong leadership actually helps to facilitate really healthy growth within the church. When we do it right, actually, the impact is is huge, is enormous. Um, and so I, I guess for me, it just reaffirmed the idea that if we go to theology, if we go to Jesus's example of leadership, and we look at that um, as our primary kind of resource for leadership, um, yeah, the, the impact is is huge. So yeah, I guess I just got really excited about that. <laughs> no, I, t yeah. I agree with that totally. And I think the um, it's interesting because Michael sort of obviously is a um, uh, someone who is training people for ministry uh, to lead the church. He's got a particular, I think some of the emphasis of what he was saying there was about how um, how leadership is held within the sort of, within the gathered church, within our expressions of doing doing and being church together. Uh, and, and and of course, you know, another dimension to that is that then as, as Christian people, we are also sent out into the world and we occupy these places of, you know, our, our, you know, our jobs and the, the role we have in the, you know, in the, in, in the workplace and in our family life and down our street in our communities or, you know, in our leisure activities, things that we where we spend our time. And so the sense in, in which we sort of, uh, you know, as church, as, you know, Christian people, we are we're scattered in all these different places and um and we also have the you know the uh, i guess the part of our challenge is to think about well, well how are we expressing 
this hopeful influence thing, this leadership stuff in those different places where we find ourselves and helping other people in those contexts find that God-shaped future through the eth- more ethical business or that community where there's greater interconnection and relationship and support or you know wh- wh- whatever it is and so um, I think those things those things two things go quite nicely together that as we sort of are modeling these things hopefully within the the, the the expressions of church that we find ourselves and equipping ourselves for that kind of thing so that's also being there's the rippling outwards from that that, that the church is a place where we you know we, we learn how to use power or you know hold uh, power well or we we, we 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 learn how to help other people see different kind of futures and why things might be done better in certain ways and we're encouraging creativity and uh, imagination and, and then partnership and moving forward into that so it feels like there's a whole mixture of like you know how to you know sort of engage with this as christian people so yeah i loved it so good i think um hopeful influence and, and christian leadership and placing ourselves is is kind of looking at the world as if it's multicolor again, you know, looking and seeing um, all that Jesus has done for us and all the opportunities in front of us. And I, I don't know if, if Juju want to say a little bit about what Michael was saying there about the resurrection and how that plays its part. And I don't know, for me, it just opens my eyes to possibilities, to a brighter future. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I think the um, um, jury all got kind of different ways in which we sort of that resonates makes sense sort of lands for us but i think the um you, you know the, the story isn't it that you know down through the, through, as the as the old testament uh you know starts and you see the sort of the good creation that gets spoiled through the fall and then god's promise to sort of crush the serpent and the, the sort of emerging picture of god at work amongst his people through the calling of abraham and then the formation of israel and then as the as, as the old testament narrative continues you get these sort of you know uh, the, the prophets speaking about a different kind of future that god is sort of ushering in and God's people journeying, you know, out of uh, the big exodus, out of slavery into the promised land, and this sort of this all sort of almost sort of lived out metaphor of 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 a people formed together, traveling into a, into a better kind of future, and um, and through that narrative, you get these promises again and again of God sort of putting the world right, of things being restored and redeemed, and healing for the nations and um it was wonderful um hopeful uh, picture and and then jesus appears of course and 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 sort of draws all these things into himself and and, and promises to be says declares that he is this long-awaited messiah in which all the sort of promises and hopes of uh, of the people of israel are are found and realized and it's like you know too much to sort of get your head around really but then when um as you say, when Jesus then uh, gives his life on the cross and then three days later, uh, we, 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 we get the picture of the resurrection of Jesus, uh, of death being overcome and defeated and, and, and the, re- the risen Jesus walking amongst his uh, disciples and eating fish on the beach and being with them in this sort of... Um, Incredible! You've got a picture almost of the of, of the resurrection body of of the new, um, you know, unbreakable life uh, that is to come, and and I think that's the sort of, I guess that's 
probably the sort of the, the, the foundation, if you like, as we think about a world made new, as we think about God breaking in and uh, the promise of, of, of recreation for all. Um, there's a sense in which we are we are travelling into a future where we will all inhabit, you know, we will all have those resurrection bodies where the, the world will be put right and remade and renewed. And so that's the sort of the cornerstone, the foundation of our hopes. Um, and so um, if that's our ultimate hope, you know, I guess, you know, I think part of this Christian journey is about, you know, all the little hopes that we have that, that seem to point towards and seem to be connected and resonate with that ultimate hope, you know, for, for the redeemed world uh, that we're moving towards. And that's why, you know, you know, the, the worst in some ways of, of, of you know, the, the, the worst sort of um, misrepresentation of, of, the, of the Christian life is this idea that it's somehow just a passport ticket to heaven you know that we're going to just we're saved and we're going to go to heaven and, and and that's kind of it it's a bit like a full stop in this life where it's actually real um lived out um embodied uh, christianity is where we are we have this picture this vision of, of, of the future we're traveling towards and we are participating in those small steps of renewal and transformation that god is wanting to do by his spirit through his people in the life of the world as the world is, is renewed. And so, yes, I think the resurrection is, is yeah, I mean, kind of um, uh, too much to say, really. But, like, you know, that is the, the, the foundation, the cornerstone, I think, mm. of the hope uh, which we have. And, yeah. Brilliant. And that's not to say, I guess, that there isn't still this paradox that it's a kingdom of now and not yet. And the way that that plays out for us is the sometimes our leadership is really difficult, you know, and so we see those little signs of hope and we see God's kingdom in those things, the foretaste of what is to come. But we also are wrestling with the four and uh, what we understand through tradition and religious tra uh, tradition of what it looks like to work with people where we need each other. But it's hard to be with each other and to work with each other and different points of view and different and all, all of our needs our complex needs working together sometimes makes our place as leaders difficult doesn't it and so um i don't know if we just want to talk a little bit about how we how we hold those things or how we hold the hope and the the challenge together what that looks like in our own journeys uh, and how we deal with that. T, what do you think? Yeah, big question there. Yes. I think it is a really tough tension, isn't it? It's like there's a hope. The victory has already already been won, and so we're trying to align ourselves with God's vision. But getting to that point where you're so clear about what God's vision is can often be tough, particularly when um, opportunities, maybe good opportunities that you get as a leader could be could look great and could look like they're God's plan for us or, you know, where, where God wants us to move into, but actually might not be. And so it's, it's getting that discernment right, as well as going back to the theology of where is God actually moving me? Where does he want me to help move others to? Um, I find that, yeah, quite, quite challenging at times because I don't think that all good opportunities are the right ones. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's, it's interesting, like, we have so much power. Every single person inhabits power. And so stewarding that correctly and trying to, 
to undo some of the stuff that society puts on you is a real a real challenge. Um, so yeah, I think it's just acknowledging that just because we're Christian leaders doesn't mean that we have an easy ride. Um, and we need to constantly go back to God and say, is this right? Is this the right thing? Weighing that up with his word as well. Um, so in many ways, it can be quite a, <laughs> yeah, quite a challenge. Mm. Mm. I, tell you, I just, I find that so helpful because I think you've just sort of named two of the big things that we're just going to keep looking at, I think, in, in the podcast. And that, the first bit is that bit about discernment. And it's like, yeah, this might be right, but is it right for now? And is it right for here? And is it right for us? And, and this sense of, as we're trying to discern the next step into that God-shaped future. Well, well discernment is the word, isn't it? That, that, and, and somehow together, the Bible talks about testing the spirits and trying to get a sense of what God is saying in this moment. That, that there is this discernment process about, well, what is the right next step? And sometimes, as, as you know, you know, Christian people of influence, we 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 want to see things change, and we want to we, we we're filled with hope and we're filled with passion, but but actually working out well what the next step is, because you know, if you aim too far, you know maybe that's just not quite right yet. I mean, we we had a building project here in church that you, you know all about, and you know it was almost like for a period of time we were just aiming a bit too far. We were like trying to go for this big bang approach, you know couple of million quids get it all fixed and 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 the doors just didn't open even though that's what everybody wanted and so we had to work out well what's the next step what can we do for a smaller amount of money that will just take us the next step forward and then a few years later do the next thing and then the next thing and and so that discernment process is is just vital and and doing that in community is vital and there will be disagreements and how those disagreements are held it's, it's just massive how you travel through that stuff and and then of course the other point you made about power is just uh you know gosh that's you know that's that's it isn't it and what power does to our, our fallen human condition when we crave um uh, self-identification and uh, significance in the world and uh, you know we're trying to we've got these things these god things written into us to achieve and to do things uh, and then we have power that suddenly gives us these fulfillment possibility of fulfillment but then how that is held uh, in a way that honors others and appropriately and before god and it's massive, massive stuff. So I think it's just, yeah, just sketching out some of where we, what we need to try and unpack, I think, as we look ahead. Yeah. And I think part of the, the Christian leadership um, journey is realizing that it's not like a business where you think that there's a formula that what, what where, might work one place works another place. Actually, it is always just that discernment of, God, what, what are you doing here? What is next? What is this uh, culture that I'm in here or this place that I'm in here and how does this fit together and how do I play my part and how do I not hold strong power generate but I was reading in the book actually Jude about uh, a positional power and how that works and and kind of thinking about all the ways it's been used badly and how like um you know to to just hate on the mega church thing again you know just to add more fuel to that fire that that sometimes um you know, the vantage point that you get in that position you just use for yourself. But actually a godly example of the positional power is seeing something that somebody else can't see and bring them, bringing them on the journey with you to your level, not just using your level to your advantage. And, and that's part of our discernment and our um, growth as leaders and our 
not holding it for ourselves or yeah. all these things isn't it yeah. which which are difficult to hold but looking at jesus and how he did things yeah. is is a great model yeah. and, and a great way of doing things i, I love that man it's, it's easy you know on one level it's easy to bash the you know that leader with that amount of power who seems to have like you know, gone off the rails a little bit, and like we can all get a bit quite judgmental and critical, etc. And I, I think, I think the, the the sort of nuance and the caution there is that, um, you know, again, I think somewhere else in the book, I, I talk about how our human structures can create monsters, and 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 because when we sort of have an underdeveloped sort of theology of our own uh, vulnerability, um, and we sort of think that you know because this leader has been successful and achieved certain things that we almost want to you know give them even more power and give them even more space and then and then there sort of comes a point where where suddenly you know within our human condition we've we find ourselves in a place where we've got too much unaccountable power and that just create whoever we are whoever it's me you or you know the next person you know it's like that is not good for us and that is not good for the people around us it creates the opportunity for uh, for brokenness and selfishness and stuff to, to get in. So somehow we got to, you know, is we, we're obviously talking about how Christians inhabit and, and how we have a vision for leadership. But I think we're beginning to touch here on some of the structural stuff that you put around that and the accountable stuff that you put around that to keep that healthy. And um, yeah, again, something we could return to. Yeah, um, I think so. And I guess in, all, in saying all of that, you know, God keeps his promises you know in all of our wrestling and difficulties and things that we um try and deal with and the good things that we see the bad things we see all of our holding of it god keeps his promises and he will do it there's a um a verse that you've been sharing with us in staff that i've been really holding on to from 1 thessalonians 5 uh, verse 24, uh, 23 and 24, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And that just that last sentence, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. The, we've talked a few times about the victory is his you know, and we are just playing our part in that we're joining in. It's almost like a fixed bet, you know. The yeah. victory is already, you know, ours is already the Lord's and we are just joining in with that journey. Mm. So helpful. And I remember um, uh, old sort of friend of mine who occupied a particular position of leadership used to say, um, you know, one of his prayers was, you know, just pray that the encouragements outweigh the discouragements and i just think it's so helpful because there will be discouragements there is stuff that comes against us the stuff that pulls us back on that journey there's misunderstanding things get in the way all of that we, we know there's brokenness uh, all around but as you say that you know god the victory is the lord's you know we're just you know the the, the end is certain uh, all things will be well uh, evil will be fully overcome and banished and will inhabit that new a universe uh, in the way that life was always meant to be and so we're just joining in in advance of that and, and as we go may the encouragements um, outweigh the discouragements that's good that's so good 
So yeah, I wonder if you fancy praying for us, maybe praying some of that stuff in for us. Um, I'm, I'm certainly feeling more hopeful <laughs> <laughs> as we go from this place, but I wonder if you could pray for us. Yeah, absolutely. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that the victory is already won, Lord, that we are on the winning side. Um, yeah, and that everything that we do, Lord, we are just wanting to align with your will and align with your vision for the future. We thank you that as Christians, we're not just waiting around for you to come back, Lord, that uh, we have assignments to do, Lord, and um, yeah, that as, as leaders, we are helping others move into, into that picture of, of your shaped um, future. So yeah, God, as we, as we go today, would we just be filled with excitement, with hope, with, with passion for what you are doing in the church and in wider communities, Lord, that you are um, yeah, helping us to grapple with this, this idea of hopeful influence. Jesus, would you just bless us and bless the listeners today? Amen. Amen.